My name is David Birnbaum. Welcome to The Safe Space. Today, my guest is Brandon Cole. The first time I ever talked to Brandon Cole about guns, I was a relatively left-wing young person yelling at him about how he was a moron for thinking Justin Trudeau would take his guns. Perhaps needless to say, this conversation has a much better tone than the one we had back then. Brandon is a Canadian gun owner who owns two handguns, and we talk about a wide range of issues around gun ownership. Why he owns guns, should there be limitations, and how does the culture treat gun ownership generally? Should the government take away his guns? Was Trudeau coming for them? It's a really interesting conversation that led to an invitation of me going to the gun range with him, which I'm quite excited for. But, you know, this is a topic that I don't know much about, and so it was really interesting to get an actual gun owner's perspective, and also a nuanced perspective, because most of the gun debate is focused in the US, and it's two very aggressive, very loud sides yelling at each other. So if you ever wanted a calm and collected conversation about guns, I think this is a good place to start. As always, please subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app, and consider supporting the show at thesafespace.ca. Hey, Brandon, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Hey, David, how's it going? Um, So you are a gun owner, and that's what I want to talk about, I suppose, because you're the only gun owner I actually know. Um, And the only time we talked about it was back when I was quite, uh, like I was a big Trudeau supporter at the time, I suppose. And I just thought like, this guy's just a buffoon who owns guns, like who cares, right? Um, that, and I think a lot of people have that. So I want to understand a bit more about, you know, why you own a gun and, and what the laws mean to you and these sorts of things. So I guess let's start. When did you first get a gun and why did you get one? Uh, I probably got my first gun in, I want to say, when I was six, it would be at 16 uh, when I got my first gun and it was for hunting. Uh, it was a shotgun, a 12 gauge shotgun. And the sole purpose of that was for, uh, hunting. Mm-hmm. I was a big archery target shooter back in the day um, around that same time. So I kind of knew that eventually it would transition into more of a target shooting thing. But at, at that current time, it was, you know, I just want to do some duck hunting with my my friends, my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the sole purpose of it. Okay. And yeah, so right away, like it brings up another kind of tangential point that comes up with gun ownership anyways, right? So two questions come to mind. Like, why would a 16-year-old need a gun? And I suppose, why would you need a gun anyways? But that's part of also, well, you shouldn't be killing things, right? There's this idea that's like, the default is no, like, you're a murderer. Like, we shouldn't support that, which is interesting because most of the people or many people do still eat meat, right? Um, They just don't want to kind of face the fact that someone has to kill the animal. Um, So... How often do you, like, what is the typical response when people find out you're a gun owner or that you're kind of, I suppose, at least on the gun debate, you're a conservative people. You're on the right, right? Uh, Because you're a gun owner and, and, you know, there's, my associations still are like, oh, you must be a redneck or like these sorts of things. Is that a common response you get? Or that's not really, you see that, but that's not your circles. Like your friends don't think that or do many of your friends own guns like I don't know it's funny I mean I walk in different circles for sure so uh, I have friends like a lot of my friends from high school and stuff are very uh, I don't want to say anti-gun but they're just kind of like whoa you have a gun like why do you need that 
Um, and then a lot of my friends from engineering and from college, uh, they're gun owners and, really? they, and they fish and they go camping and, you know, backwoods stuff. And it, it's kind of funny because there's this weird between the two of them. Right. And the argument kind of goes back and forth on either side. Um, you know, for me, I've, I worked at a gun store when I was 16 as well, actually, I worked at an archery store and it was a gun store. So it was kind of natural that I would just kind of jump into that. Um, and it, it really is like, yeah, I guess the answer of like, why do you need to own a gun? To me, it's the same as like, you know, uh, why does anybody target shooter? It's like, okay, why do you need to play football or why do you need to throw a Frisbee or why do you need to go to the beach? Right? Like, it's like, it's a pastime, it's a hobby. Um, and, and realistically, and, and in terms of, sorry, in terms of the, uh, the redneck part, uh, yeah. I find it interesting because there's, there's kind of two divides in the gun world, right? Um, yeah, there are the rednecks, uh, for sure. And then there are, you know, most of the people that own handguns, like for example, I also own some handguns for target shooting strictly. Uh, everybody that I know that owns handguns is like, I would say, you know, in the upper, uh, the upper levels of like the tax bracket in Canada. Right. The majority of handgun owners I know live in Toronto. Um, and they live, you know, just a day in the life kind of thing would be, you know, vice president of a company, uh, or, you know, upper echelons of these companies. And it's funny because that's just, it doesn't seem like that would be the kind of people that would own handguns in Canada, but it's prohibitive. So. That's true as well. Yeah. Um, but so what comes to mind again is this idea that, well, okay, it's, but it's not the same as football. Like I get how it can be a hobby, but like, this is a hobby with a lethal thing attached to it. Right. So it's like, there's this idea of the greater good for the greater good. Shouldn't we ban all guns? And so like, Oh, you don't get to do your hobby. Like, Oh, woe is Brandon. But yeah, there's no criminals anymore, right? There's no, or there, it's harder for criminals to get guns when they're not readily available for hobbyists, right? That's so kind I, of the idea, I suppose. Yeah, I guess, I guess in order to believe that, that you'd have to believe that the guns cause the criminals, not the other way around, right? Like the right. And, guns. It, it's fundamental that, you know, even if you remove guns from the equation, um, that you're still going to have bad people doing bad things. And, and I think a lot of people get very confused in Canada, especially because we're inundated by American media. Um, they think that guns in Canada work the same way guns do in the States. I'm totally against a lot of the American laws around guns. You know, I've had conversations with guys when I work in the States uh, where, you know, they're all for concealed carry. I've, I've talked to guys who had guns in their pocket while they were talking to me. And it is uneasy, uncomfortable. Um, for me, legally as a gun owner in Canada, I am required to keep my guns under lock and key at all times, unless I'm using them. Um, I can only use my handguns at a certified range. Uh, in order for me to transport my gun to that range, it needs to be locked under two locks. So a locked box with a trigger lock and the ammunition needs to be stored separately. And I'm also not allowed to stop or deviate my path to the gun range and back to my house. So if I stopped and got a coffee at Tim Hortons and a cop were to, you know, talk to me and find out I had a handgun with me, I could be arrested and my gun license would be revoked and they would take my guns. So, you know, people don't know that though. They just, right. oh, he's got a handgun. He's probably just carrying it around on his hip, like some, 
you know, Yosemite Sam <laughs> character, right? Right. How it works in Canada. Right. And so that's really interesting to me because I didn't know that at all, but I would be on the side of that's unacceptable, right? Like you should have more freedom with your gun was my view, but I'm interested. Yeah. Where, cause you say, I, I don't know exactly where I fall yet. Right. But I'm very much yeah. pro liberty generally, but guns is a difficult, like kind of periphery issue, or it's like a borderline case, right? Because there is a degree of force that shouldn't be allowed for the average citizen. Right. Um, yeah. But where do you fall in terms of, yeah, sh are, are the current Canadian laws good? Like that's that's restrictive enough, but not too restrictive. Um, or yeah, where, what what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm interested. I mean, <laughs> there's there's part of me that's like, yeah, it'd be cool to have, you know, all of these crazy things that they have in the States. But I also understand that it's not realistic, right? Um, you know, one of the restrictions that we currently have in place is obviously no fully automatic weapons in Canada for citizens. That's just prohibited as a prohibited class of gun. Mm. Uh, I have friends in that circle that are saying, you know, that's ridiculous. We should have that. And, and my argument to that is, is why um, I'm like, you can't target shoot with a fully automatic gun. And they're like, well, you can. I'm like, no, because you pull the trigger. And there's 40 shots in the target in half a second, and they're all over the place. That's not target shooting, right? Target shooting is about right. accuracy. Um, it's about being able to, uh, you know, calm your nerves and accurately do something continuously. It's you know a mind over matter thing. Um, you know, RPGs and grenade launchers and all that kind of crazy stuff you can get in you know Nevada. That that doesn't have a place for me personally in Canada. So right, say that the laws are restrictive. Um, the only thing that I do find frustrating and, and kind of circling back to that, you know, Trudeau is going to take our guns debate that we had, um, is you the calling it a debate is very friendly to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it might not have been a debate back then, but yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, using an order in council is a little undemocratic in my opinion to pass legislation. And then on top of that, it's, you know, his ban was for, you know, air quotes, military style assault rifles. Um, I don't really know what that means, right? Like, what is a military style assault rifle? Just because it looks scary means it's scary. I mean, right. You know, there's cars out there that look scary, but, you know, they're still allowed to buy them. It's just, it's, it's just kind of, it's very strange to me, right? Like, you need to have classifications that are based on some sort of, you know, evidence that supports that those guns are used in some sort of malicious way right i think yeah i think there's two important points here one is i think people don't actually understand properly that when he says military style the like you should emphasize it's a style thing like my understanding is it's literally about how the gun is designed to look right yeah. like that's what style means and to ban something based on how it looks is totally irrational Right? right. Like that's not yeah. a proper way to look at things. And also, I think this has already been like the most valuable gun discussion I've ever heard, because like we're actually talking about a gun owner who agrees there should be limits. But what are the limits and what are the objective principles that you can argue as to why some guns should be allowed? What are the purpose? Right. And, and we can actually have that discussion. But especially in I mean, in Canada, it's like we don't talk about it at all because who cares about gun owners? And in the US, right. it's just like screaming, we should have every weapon we want no matter what, Second Amendment, 
or no, we should ban all guns. And so there's no actual proper discussion about no, where is the actual line? What can a responsible citizen be expected to hold and deal with, right? And it's so interesting to me that I don't know any Canadians really other than you that are at all pro-gun, that even think it's worth considering. Like, it's just kind of obvious, no, like we shouldn't have guns. Yeah, I feel like that's, you know, that's probably a lot to do with the demographic in which, you know, we grew up. I think you're from Toronto area, right? And yeah. um, although I live, you know, in, in the Waterloo area, um, for me, I've, I've always kind of walked into circles of, you know, hunters and, and farmers and stuff like that, uh, as well as my city friends. So that's why I have that kind of uh, little paradigm between the two that, that is right. constantly being debated. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, like any of my friends that are from the Toronto area, they just, they, they don't even really understand the concept of why you would need them and stuff like that. And, and to us, you know, as, as gun owners, it's like, well, this is just a hobby that we enjoy doing. You know, there's, it is difficult and there's, uh, you know, there's a level of sporting to it. And you, you would quickly find as well that most, I would say most gun owners, not all, I can't use the blanket statement, but, um, most are pretty, you know, like-minded in the sense that they're like, yeah, we don't need fully automatic, you know, guns and we don't need uh, snub nose pistols and all this stuff because it's like, what, what purpose does it serve other than to cause, to cause harm, right? Whereas when you look at like a regular handgun or a regular rifle or shotgun, you know, you can do trap shooting and long distance target shooting and IPSC, which is a huge international handgun tournament. Um, you know, that's the kind of stuff I participate in. So as long as guns allow me to do that, I'm, I'm cool with, you know, having some flexibility there. Right. Right. And I, again, I think like, I don't care to get into it too much, but I think for many people, especially many people who are opposed to guns, there's this inherent, well, you shouldn't be killing things. Right. And, and mm, like, yeah. and so, yeah, target shooting is one thing, but you shouldn't be killing things. And also there's this point, well, no, like the, the, the pros don't justify the cons because there's this, again, mentality that, oh, somehow criminals won't find ways to get guns still, right? If they're illegal, yeah. then somehow the people who don't care about the law won't get guns. But what I want to actually focus on is you've, you've talked about like the range and the sport of it, but many arguments I hear at least, and this could be more so like the culture in the States is the idea of, well, it's for self-defense, self-protection. Right. Oh. Um, yeah. And so what is because, you know, the, the contradiction I hear is, well, no, I, I have the safety of two, like it's in a safe or whatever, but it's also for self-protection. But like, I do think there's a valid argument, right, for self-protection. Um, you know, uh, a friend of mine, Tim Moen, it, and it depends where you live and stuff, but he his father lived on a farm and like in the middle of nowhere in Alberta or something. And they had a shotgun because who knows how long the cops will come if something happens. And like he said, there was one experience of, you know, random people coming onto their property. They saw his dad had a gun and they left. Right. And it's yeah. and so like but, you know, there's this idea that. But the cops are there to protect us. But I'm interested to hear your thoughts on like the personal gun ownership for self-protection. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't. I don't, I guess I don't really have a strong opinion on either side of that. I mean, as a gun owner, all my guns are locked up uh, in a safe and they're not stored with the ammo. So, and my house isn't very big. So if somebody were to break in, it would take me much longer to get to that than it would if I just grabbed a piece of wood 
or you know, a kitchen knife. Like, honestly, it's like, right. I, or, you know, I also live in the city, so I could just call the police, uh, which would be the realistic, you know, uh, I guess the rational thing to do. Yeah. In certain situations, it makes sense, right? Like, you know, your friend out in Alberta, there's, there's something to be said about that or, um, you know, people that, you know, hike or mountaineer, you know, having something there to protect them, you know, if there's a bear or something. Um, yeah, there, there's, there's definitely justification for that, but it's funny because the guy I was talking about in the States, um, you know, he had two guns on him at all times. He had a, a Glock and a, a snub nose 38. And I asked him, I was like, well, how, how many times in your life, like you've been carrying this since you're 16, he's now 32. So that's 16 years. How many times have you actually pulled that gun in self-defense? He said, never. I was like, so you've been carrying around an extra four pounds on your waist, 16 years, and you've never had to use it. It's like, no. I'm like, why would you waste your time doing that? Right? Like it's, so I can see both sides of it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It- for me, it's like, it's almost an insurance policy, right? You, you hope you never have to use it, but like the one video that went like sort of viral, it was some church in the US and some like guy came in to shoot it up and some old man pulled out his gun and just shot him in the forehead and saved lives, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah you don't wanna have to ever do that, but like there's, it's an insurance policy, right? Cause, um, but then you get into the debate, well, if there were no guns at all somehow, then the whole yeah, situation right. doesn't happen. Um, and the other thing that, you know, oh, I forget the other thing. So, um, yeah, I think it, it's, it's an insurance policy, I suppose, right? You don't want to have to use it, but if you have to use it, you want to have it, right? Yeah, it's, you know, it's better looking at it than looking for it kind of thing in that scenario. Um, but I... Yeah. You know, the other thing about it too, that I find kind of interesting, um, a lot of people assume it's easy, right? Like shooting, like handguns specifically, the movies are great for making it, you know, the guy's driving away at a hundred miles an hour and they shoot it and the the gas tank blows up. And it's like, no, I'll, I would take anybody to the range with me. Um, and I'll put the target out at 15 yards with a handgun and I, I will put a hundred bucks on the table. You won't hit the paper. So it's like, how much? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I just, it, honestly, it's way more difficult than it looks. Yeah. Um, which is, it's, it's, you know, people just make the assumption it's this method of protection. But somebody were to break in your house, I mean, a shotgun is probably the answer. If that's, if that's really what you're looking to do is self-protection. Because, you know, handgun, uh, you know, the adrenaline's high. You're, you're probably shaky, you're nervous. The chances of you hitting somebody, unless you're standing point blank is, is, is very little. Um, or unless you're trained, obviously, and that's a whole different, you know, non-civilian type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna loop back around really quick to the, the whole killing thing. Uh, I know yeah. I don't wanna dwell on it, but it's funny, a lot of people also assume that it's like, okay, well, if you own guns, you're a hunter, right? And I happen to be both. Um, but it is amazing to me the number of people that don't realize that the meat you buy in a package at the store was also a living animal at one point in arguably worse living conditions than the deer I shot in the forest. You know, it's it, like the, the, the cons- logical inconsistency. Uh, it really, it really kind of gets to me sometimes. I'm like, I don't understand how you people think like this, but. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's also, it's because 
people have a hard time, I think, breaking stuff into proper categories as well, because you often, the, the image of a hunter is, what was it, Cecil the lion that was murdered, murdered oh, or whatever, yeah. killed? And then recently I saw some Ram, it was like Cecil 2.0, I saw on the internet, right? And so it's like these, these guys who hunt for sport and just like kill animals for fun, just like I wanna kill a lion, right? Um, yeah. And I mean, that's a whole other discussion of, is that proper, should we ban that and those sorts of things, right? But yeah, so I think, and yeah, people don't wanna feel the discomfort of, well, if he admits he kills an animal, then I have to admit I kill animals but I just want to eat my meat. I don't want to think about that. Right. Yeah. And, and so it get, a lot of stuff, I think, gets lumped in in the average person's mind with the gun debate. And in addition to the gun debate itself being difficult to have, it's, it's just so messy, right? And yeah. that's the other thing I had wanted to bring up earlier that I forgot is, I mean, whether or not you think it's worth someone's time to carry two guns for 16 years and never use it, it's also important to discuss, should he have a right to do that? Even if it's stupid, right? If even if I, you and I both think, what the, is this guy wasting his time and money on? Um, yeah. Like the important political debate is, well, no, where are the limits of rights, right? Should, and what are the types of weapons that are allowed and not allowed? And what is the actual specifics of this is a complex issue that we're just that no one is viewing as complex right and yeah. it's either clearly it's all wrong and it's immoral and stupid and these are all buffoons or from my cold dead hands right like right i'd say 80 percent or more of the people that's they are they fall into one of those camps or they just don't care right there's probably lots of people who don't care but in terms of the like you know the the conversation that's happening it that's where it's at and i and that's so not helpful that's so not beneficial and then you know you at least in canada it just seems that you know whenever politicians feel like it or feel like they can get it through they just ban guns a bit more and everyone just views that as totally acceptable because the average person doesn't care about it and it's somehow detached from other rights and other infringements at least and that's what i have a hard time understanding is why the average person seems sees guns as so different excuse me yeah uh i think it's you know people just think of guns in in the negative sense of like you know i've had conversations with people who are anti-gun um and it's always like well the amount of destruction i can do with the gun and i'm like okay right. first of all that's assuming you know how to shoot one but We'll take that aside and let's just, you know, let's look at the amount of destruction I can do with my truck, right? Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have a 2000 pound vehicle. There's nothing stopping me from doing a ridiculous amount of destruction and harm with something like that, but yet we allow people to have licenses and just drive them around. Um, to me, it's the same thing. You know, you have to assume that your average citizen and your average gun owner who is trained and licensed and went through all of the steps and the background checks um, that they're genuinely not you know, going to use that for harmful purposes. You look at the, you know, the Nova Scotia shooting, which was kind of the thing that prompted all of these, um, you know, these bans and stuff by the liberal government. And the, those guns, I mean, he wasn't, first of all, he wasn't a legal gun owner in Canada. He didn't have a possessions and acquisitions license. And all of those guns were illegally imported from the United States. So that leads me to believe that 
A, we should be focusing more on border security and figuring out ways to stop illegal imports of the, you know, the American guns that get into Canada, which I believe, um, and I, I don't have a statistic here, but I believe that that is, you know, the primary source of most guns that are used in crimes in Canada are illegal black market guns. I mean, it makes sense for somebody to buy a gun, have their name registered to it, and then go out and shoot somebody with it where the cops can be like, oh, this bullet came from this gun. Oh, it was a 45 caliber ACP and Brandon Cole, who lives three doors down, owns one of those like perfect. He's our, you know, it just doesn't make sense. That's not right. logical, right? Um, I like to give criminals a little bit more credit, you know, that they would at least buy them illegally if they're going to use them. Right. So yeah, and I, I think that's an important point, right? Um, and I mean, two important points about if you want to commit crimes, right? Because the argument is really, okay, if someone decides I want to destroy, how much power should they have relatively easy access to, right? Like that is the fundamental question that actually needs to be solved because there are bad people in society and, you know, I don't want them to be able to buy 50 grenades, right? Yeah, if someone makes sure. the decision, I want to destroy the world, they shouldn't be able to buy 50 grenades. If they can go through, if they can buy a handgun, that is less dangerous than them driving a truck into a crowd, right? Yeah. And, and there's this, you know, when the car analogy or the car contrast comes up, people are very dismissive of it, right? Yeah. Oh, because, oh, but like, no, but cars can be death machines, right? We don't let people buy tanks and they can just drive through a whole city and not get stuck. Right. But they can still buy a, a Hummer and like plow through a crowd of 200 people, right? Or whatever yeah. it is. Um, and so I think it's like the, we actually do have to look at the parallels uh, in that, in an actual like proper way. Because yeah, I mean, as much as the, the anti-gun people hate it, guns don't kill people, people kill people, right? Guns are a tool and there are many other tools and yeah, they're, with guns is a big, broad category. And there are some guns, yeah, like an automatic weapon that's made for plowing down people or just like do, like shooting as many shots as quickly as possible. Yeah, I don't think the average person should have access to that. Some people will disagree with me, but that's the kind of conversation we have to be able to have, right? Because these are tools and yeah, you wanna make sure Okay, yeah, I don't want the average person to have grenades, but you know, where's I, the line? Right? Where's the line? And I think, and you you are right. Um, a lot of people in Canada, a lot of gun owners in Canada, are totally on board with the idea of like, yeah, it, there's no reason for us to own fully automatic weapons. Like, I don't need an Uzi. But what am I doing with that? That that is, you know, it's a tool for destruction, just like a grenade. Um, all you're doing is you're trying to destroy stuff, at least. Um, you know, there's no, no competitive side to it, right? And you could even make the argument of like, because some people would say, okay, no, but they want to shoot an Uzi for fun. And you could make an argument that there can be very like secure designated places where yeah. you can go rent an Uzi for 20 minutes for a lot of money and shoot stuff. Like you can do that in other countries, right? In like the Southeast Asian countries and stuff. And so it's like, yeah, you can still make arguments that the average person can play with these toys as long as we're making sure it's secure, right? And, and it's about all of these levels. But sorry, I interrupted. Oh, no, that, that, that's a totally valid point. I mean, there's, 
there's places you can go. I don't know about any in Canada, but there's places you can go in the States and uh, other countries, like you mentioned, where they, they literally have them kind of like welded to a wall. So it's like, you know, there's like a chain that holds it to the wall. It's like, you can use it on this gun range under direct supervision and just try it out. And I mean, that's fun. That's, that's a cool, like, you know, bachelor party thing to do. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, the average citizen doesn't need that. And, you know, if they, if they are citing home defense, then we don't live in a society in Canada, at least we don't live in a society that even really allows for self-defense, which is a complete you know, different conversation. Yeah. So, and that, you know, whether you're for or against that, it, it's, you know, if you shoot somebody, regardless of whether or not they're breaking into your house, you're going to be in a legal nightmare for sure. Um, even if you didn't shoot them and you hit them with a bat, you know, you'll probably get assault charges and that's just right. the way Canada works. But in terms of like the laws themselves and defining them, I think that's the first step is, okay, what level of destruction, you know, to your point, what level of power should we allow the average citizen to have? And in the United States, that conversation always comes up because, you know, the second amendment was written to protect the citizens against a tyrannical government in like 16 or 1700s, right? Or yeah. 1700s. Um, I, I mean, I don't know that any amount of firepower that the American public has would really match the United States military. Because, right. um, you know, you, okay, so you have a fully automatic uh, AK-47. Is that going to do much against an Apache helicopter? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, but I, I don't think the laws make sense by the confines of, of the technology that we have nowadays. Um, but yeah, I mean, Americans, they, they're fundamental and, you know, this is our right to own guns and you can't infringe on that. Um, in Canada, it's not a right. It, it really is a privilege to own guns. And I think, um, I think that's, that's almost a good thing in the sense that, you know, we can have debates about, okay, where is the line? Um, the only time it really becomes an issue is when you have governments that, that, you know, do feel like arbitrarily, you know, waving their hand around and, and banning stuff to, to buy votes. It's unfortunate, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I don't know that I would necessarily want to have it as like a, an amendment, kind of, you know, a constitutional right that Canadians can have guns. It's like, uh, I don't know if we need that. I don't think any country really needs that. Right. And I, I think that's the important conversation to be able to get to, though, right? Like, and I mean, there's a lot in the way of that generally like the the state yeah. of rights as such what is the point of government and law right um but that's the kind of conversation we do need to be having um i i want to shift gears slightly though and and i want to ask you about what does it feel like to hold the gun to have that like lethal power in your hands because i've heard from some people that like everyone should try it once because like like it's an experience to know like this is lethal power this is something that i'm in control of and it almost like makes you aware of your control over your own life i mean this was this is a bit you know i don't know if that's accurate and if that's like this guy's experience or like default experience but yeah what is it like to hold a gun why do you enjoy doing it or it, like because i would assume it's different than just Hitting a target is fun because there's other ways to hit targets, right? There's something unique about guns, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of holding it, definitely when I first started shooting, it was like, you know, the first time I held a handgun, it was like, wow, like that's, there's a lot of power in a small package, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
but I don't know that that's ever really a consideration in terms of like, I don't think that's why I do it. I don't think it's like a, wow, there's all this power here. It's, it's more of, um, you know, they're just like the difficulty of doing it. Right. Like, I mean, archery is a similar sport in the sense that you're trying to hit a target, um, consistently. And it's hard to explain for people who have never done it, but that, that can, that consistency that you need and the ability to calm your nerves and like internally, um, that's, that's really kind of the trick to it and, you know, overcoming the mental state. So it's interesting, like shooting, shooting a gun, you know, you could hit the target, you know, let's say you're shooting and it's, you know, 60 rounds. Yeah. I can hit the center of the target 55 of those 60 rounds. And physically there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to hit the center that other five times. But all of a sudden, when you get to that level of competition, your brain gets to a point where it's like, well, you, you never do this. So what? No, you can't, you can't shoot a perfect round. That's not, that's not possible. And you purposely start making little mistakes. And it's like this weird mental game of trying to overcome that. Right. Um, I shoot with, I shoot with a lady who broke the Canadian record and she um, was able to stack. So she's shooting at two, two, three. So point two two, three inches is the size of the round. And she was able to stack the bullets on top of each other at 200 yards. Um, and the hole in the paper was only 0.198 uh, inches. So because the paper folds back a little bit when the bullets go through. So like she was literally able to put five rounds dead on top of each other at 200 yards, which is an incredibly difficult thing to do. Um, you know, it takes a different level of mental ability, uh, mind over matter and kind of control. So I think that's the appeal to it. I don't know that it has anything to do with the power part of it or like the, oh, wow. Like, you know, there's so much, and it, I mean, bigger guns have a different reaction too, right? You shoot a small gun and it's like, okay, you shoot a big gun and it's like a, oh, geez, that's a lot. Um, and I have taken friends to the range who, you know, as soon as they hold the handgun, they're like, you know, you can see that like, oh my God, like, this is only something you do in the movies kind of thing. Right. Right. So I can see it in people, but for me, it, it's not, it's not like that. And I think for the average shooter, it, maybe it was like that at first, but it kind of, it kind of wanes off. Right. I also think if there was a culture of treating guns more seriously and not just the way they are in movies and no, this is a big responsibility. I, I would believe that you'd have less criminals using guns and just like there i think there would be less criminality and less view of guns as this thing generally and i mean that's a leap that some people might disagree with they're still going to be criminals right um but it's like the the way in which you view it like if all you ever see guns for uh are in the movies and it's about killing your enemies getting the bad guys and these sorts of things and it's like it is a destructive thing not a powerful thing right and those are different to hold in your mind I think the entire culture would would shift, right? I think I think that would at least be a good change. Yeah, and and definitely, I mean, cinema plays into that a lot. Um, I think a lot of kids that that view guns in the movies, you know, they they see it as like a, you know, the good guys have them, the bad guys have them, and um, they kind of have this weird view of it, right? But fundamentally, at you know, at the end of the day, you can't look at it as like a as a, or the average gun owner who, who, who's owning a gun shouldn't be looking at it as a tool of destruction or as power. It should be, 
you know, this is a, a sport that we respect and we do it in a respectful way. Um, you know, one of the other things I do, I scuba dive a lot. Um, and, you know, with that, there's also inherent dangers. And it, it's kind of funny. You just have to learn how to have a healthy respect for the risks that are associated with it. So with guns, it's the same thing. Like, I, I understand that there are risks associated to it. And I also understand the danger that could be present when I'm shooting. Um, but I genuinely enjoy going out on a, you know, a nice afternoon and shooting at the gun range. It's the same thing, you know, I can draw parallels to scuba diving. It's like, I enjoy doing this, but there are inherent dangers. You know, I'm a hundred feet deep and I have a little bit of air. It's, it's, there's risks. Um, but I mean, the other thing is like most things that people enjoy have certain inherent amounts of risk, you know, race car drivers and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's, there's a thrill to it. Right. So, yeah, I, I think, I think the, you know, where most people draw a difference is like they view the ecosystem of gun ownership as inherently a risk to other people than the owners. Right. And that's yeah. where the, the issue comes in. But I mean, again, I, I think that's a, at the foundation, the wrong way to view it, at least in terms of an individual gun owner and handguns and these sorts of things, right? The systematic discussions are the bigger ones we've touched on. But again, these are sort of the nuances that people aren't able to distinguish. Um, and they just kind of lump all of these factors into guns, good or bad. And it's like, no, it's, it's a much more uh, complex conversation than that. Um, which I think we've done uh, a good job of at least indicating to people today. So I really much appreciate uh, your time. And this has definitely helped me understand it a lot better. And I'm happy that uh, the conversation went a lot better than last time you and I talked about guns <laughs> and I was just yelling at you about uh, your buffoonery. So yes, uh, yeah. I very much appreciate it. Yeah, no, awesome. Uh, and yeah, thanks for the, the nuanced discussion, which is something I feel like uh, society is lacking right now. There's a lot of nuance. Um, and fundamental. I mean, I don't know if you've shot any guns, but, uh, you know, we'll have to get you out there sometime and we'll take you to the gun range. Perfect. Yeah, this summer I'll, I'll, I'll come out and we can, uh, we can test it out. Sure. That sounds good. Thanks, Brandon. All right. Thanks, David. Bye.